I recently read How to Decide by Annie Duke. How you decide impacts your reputation. If you're someone who takes a long time to make small decisions, like what to wear or what tasks to do next, you will be branded as an indecisive person. If you are someone who goes with their gut and doesn't take time to analyze big decisions, people will think you're rash and careless. No one likes to work for indecisive or rash leaders, and very few indecisive or rash entrepreneurs are successful. In the book How to Decide, Annie Duke helps you avoid being indecisive or rash by showing you how to craft decision-making processes for big and small decisions. The first step is knowing how to spot a sheep in wolf's clothing, a decision that seems more impactful than it actually is. You can spot a sheep in wolf's clothing decision by conducting three simple tests. First, the happiness test. If you decide to order the salmon instead of the tuna tonight for dinner, and you end up hating the salmon, what effect does that decision have on your happiness a week from now? Most decisions like what to eat, what to wear, or what to watch will have almost no impact on your happiness a week from now. But sadly, people spend an average of six work weeks a year making these type of inconsequential decisions. To speed up many of your decisions, simply conduct the happiness test by asking yourself, will this decision impact my happiness a week from now? If not, decide quickly, because it won't really matter if you don't make the best decision. The second test to run to spot a sheep in wolf's clothing is the only option test. The hardest part of every decision is gathering and researching options to see if they meet your standards and pass your satisfactory threshold. But once you find or create two or more options that rise above your threshold, the decision is easy. If a vacation to Paris has a 90% chance of being a great vacation, but a vacation to Rome might have a 91% chance of being a great vacation, you might as well flip a coin, because you're probably going to be happy either way. The faster you make a decision, the more time you have to make more decisions, or possibly go on both vacations. Whenever you're stuck between two great options, like going to Paris or Rome, isolate one of those options and ask yourself, if this were my only option, would I happily take it? If so, flip a coin and just pick one. And the third way to spot a sheep in wolf's clothing is the two-way door test. Jeff Bezos shaped Amazon into the powerhouse it is today by honing his ability to make thousands of smart decisions quickly. His secret was learning to see and create two-way door decisions. Some decisions are one-way doors, Bezos says. If you walk through and don't like what you see on the other side, you can't get back to where you were before. But most decisions aren't like that. They are changeable, reversible. They're two-way doors. If you've made a suboptimal two-way door decision, you don't have to live with the consequences for that long. You can reopen the door and go back through. We all fail to see that most decisions are two-way doors because we've been conditioned to believe that quitting is a bad word. Winners never quit, the saying goes. But if you never give yourself permission to quit post-decision, you will make fewer and fewer decisions because you don't want to be stuck with bad outcomes. If you learn to factor in the cost of quitting in your decisions and give yourself permission to quit, you will make more and more decisions, take more action, and learn more about your preferences. The more you learn about your preferences, the more likely you are to find something you don't want to quit. 
If you give yourself the option to quit several books after the first chapter, then you give yourself better odds of finding a great book worth finishing. If you give yourself the option to quit several first dates, you give yourself better odds of finding a relationship you want to commit to. As Annie Duke says, being quitty allows you to make better choices about when to be gritty. Determine if a decision is a two-way door decision by routinely asking yourself, what is the cost of quitting? If it's low, decide quickly. The happiness test, the only option test, and the two-way door test are three quick methods to help you be a more decisive person. But occasionally, you'll run into a decision whose outcome could have a significant impact on your happiness, and there isn't one option you'd be happy with, and the cost of quitting is high. If that's the case, then you need to spend some time refining your estimates. Every decision depends on your estimation of the future. When you decide between taking the freeway or a side road to work, it will depend on your estimate of each option. If Google Maps tells you that one way will take 15 minutes and the other way will take 20 minutes, then you can be fairly confident of your estimate for each option, and the decision is a no-brainer. But unfortunately, Google can't provide clear estimates for most decisions. When making most decisions, we need to make an educated guess and refine our estimates until we're comfortable with them. The first step is to quantify a successful outcome. If you're deciding to go to work at XYZ company, success might be dependent on the number of years you plan to work at the company. If you're deciding whether to launch a new product, success might depend on the number of units you sell. And if you're deciding whether to take a trip to Paris or not, success might be your overall enjoyment of that trip on a scale of zero to 100. Once you have a success metric in mind, make a guess and imagine an archer's target. The bullseye is the guess you just made. Now determine the width of your target by estimating an upper and lower bound. If you think you'll stay five years at a new job, but believe you could stay as long as 10 years and as little as three months, your bullseye is five years, your upper bound is 10 years, and your lower bound is three months. A great way to find your upper and lower bounds is by conducting the shock test. Ask yourself, would I be shocked if the result was higher than my upper bound and lower than my lower bound? Now, do some work to see if you can find information that will help you refine your target and be more confident in your estimate. By constructing a target with a bullseye and an upper bound and a lower bound, you make it easier for others to provide input because you're acknowledging your uncertainty and you're giving them concrete numbers they can tweak. Whatever useful information you find or receive from other people, put it down in a notebook labeled Knowledge Tracker. When you write down everything you learn in the pre-decision phase using your knowledge tracker notebook, you are less likely to beat yourself up if a decision leads to a bad outcome because you can go back and see you went to great lengths to make an informed decision. Now, there will come a point when you need to stop estimating and just make a decision. But when is that? To quote Jeff Bezos again, most decisions should probably be made with somewhere around 70% of the information you wish you had. In the end, great decision makers have one skill in common. They know when to go fast and when to slow down to refine their estimates. To determine if you should go fast, use the acronym HOT when faced with a decision. Conduct the happiness test, the only option test, and the two-way door test. If the decision passes any of those three tests, go fast. But if the decision fails all three tests, 
Construct target estimates for your decision by starting with your best guess, plus an upper and lower boundary. Two values that, if exceeded, would shock you. Refine your estimate until you feel you've gathered at least 70% of the information you believe is knowable. Then make a decision. Because you can never be 100% certain a decision will work out in your favor. And you don't need perfect information to make a high-quality decision. That was the core message that I gathered from How to Decide by Annie Duke. This book provides a clear, systematic approach to all decisions. I highly recommend it. If you would like a one-page PDF summary of insights that I gathered from this book, just click the link below and I'd be happy to email it to you. If you already subscribed to the free Productivity Game email newsletter, this PDF is sitting in your inbox. If you like this video, please share it. And as always, thanks for watching and have yourself a productive week.